your top stories on Blitz this hour. Latest football from all corners of the globe. A Super Sunday for South African cricket. England back in the Six Nations title race. PGA Tour rookie Victor Hovland wins in Puerto Rico. And Fury passes Wilder for the World Heavyweight Crown. South Africa got their ICC Women's T20 World Cup underway against 2018 runners-up England at the Wacker in Perth. Having won the toss, SA captain Donay Fanica put the English into bat. England started well with the willow, with Amy Jones aggressive and anything loose, but after some hard toil, South Africa started to make inroads with Manazan Cup and Ayabon Akaka doing the damage. South Africa managed to restrict England to just under five and over as the pressure forced the 2009 champions into big shots which brought two more wickets for Nikirk and Shabnim Ishmael combining well to leave England on 73 for four. South Africa managed to restrict England to 123 for eight in their allotted 20 overs with Natalie Skiver top scoring for England while the bowling units were superb on the day Ayabong Akaka finishing with the best figures of three for 25. The South African response didn't get off to the best of starts as the big-hitting Lizanne Lee was sent packing early. Fanny Cook and Cup then powered South Africa into powerful position, combining an 84-run partnership. Both players then lost their wickets with the score on 90, with South Africa having a mini-wobble, but they managed to eventually get over the line thanks to some positive contributions from Chloe Tryon and Mignon Dupria, who were key in handing South Africa a six-wicket win. It was the perfect start to the tournament as South Africa took down a strong England team. Match 5 of the ICC Women's T20 World Cup will see Australia clashing with Sri Lanka. All the action on your World of Champions. South Africa elected to bat after Captain Quinton de Kock won the toss at St. George's Park in Port Elizabeth as the Proteas aimed to level the T20 International Series against Australia. De Kock and Reza Hendricks made a solid start on their way to a 50-run partnership. They thought they had reached the mark at the start of the sixth over but for outstanding fielding at Cow Corner by Steve Smith. They would soon reach the milestone before Hendricks was the first out for 14. At the other end, Faftu Plessis was dismissed for 15 at a little better than a runner ball that saw Rassie van der Dissen join the party to look on as de Kock reached a 6-T20 international half-century. Van der Dissen teed off on Adam Zampa with a 96-meter maximum over the giant screen. Zampa dusted himself off to remove the cock just two balls later. The Proteus skipper out for a 47-ball 70. Van der Dissen and David Miller took South Africa to three short of 150. The former out for 37, after which Miller and Pite van Bouljoen took the Proteus to 158 for four in their allotted overs. In Australia's response, David Warner and captain Aaron Finch clobbered the Taurus to a 48-run opening stand. Lungi Ngidi then intruded on the partnership as he castled Finch for 14. Warner and Steve Smith continued to plough into the Proteus total. Dwayne Pretorius and Duplessis combined to bring an end to the 50-run stand with the removal of Smith for 29. Warner remained unfazed to notch up his half-century the very next ball. Ngidi kept the Proteas in contention with his second wicket of the match to remove Alex Carey and his third with the scalp of Mitchell Marsh. Is it going to be taken? Oh my goodness gracious me! That is absolutely sensational! Brilliant work! 
Matthew Wade departed in the penultimate over, which left Australia in need of 17 of the final six balls. Anrich Nokia stepped up, dismissed Ashton Agar and conceded only four to restrict Australia to 146 for six in their 20 overs. Ngidi, the pick of the Proteus bowlers with three wickets for 41. De Kock earned player of the match for his 70, South Africa victorious by 12 runs to level the series. The T20 International Series between South Africa and Australia comes to a head in Cape Town. Catch the third and final match of the series live on Supersport. England took aim at Ireland in the Six Nations when the two nations collided at Twickenham in London for what was said to be a bruising encounter. The start couldn't have been any better for England on the day as their fly-half George Ford scored the first try of the match inside the first 10 minutes. England would score two tries in the opening half, Elliot Daly the next man to cross the line with Owen Farrell adding the extras for the second time. Farrell would help himself to a penalty before the interval, England 17-0 up heading into half-time in a one-sided affair. Ireland came out looking to make a better fist of it in the second half and the chats from Andy Farrell seemed to do the trick as they eventually got off the mark through Robbie Henshaw. But the smiles were short-lived for Ireland as the home team bossed the show, Luke Kawidiki getting his team's third try before Farrell made it 24-5 with his third conversion. Ireland did manage to get a late try, the five-pointer coming after 13 phases with John Cooney going over. Despite the Irish push towards the end of the match, it wasn't enough to destabilize England, who held on for an impressive 25-12 win. Scotland were too good for Italy, winning 17-0, while Wales and France played out a thriller, with France eventually coming out on top. England were too good for Ireland. France have a perfect record in the Six Nations this season, winning 3-3, three from three, while England are in second place on the standings, followed by Ireland. There are some exciting fixtures in round four of the Guinness Six Nations, Ireland taking on Italy, while Wales will clash with England at Twickenham. Scotland will host France in what should be another pulsating encounter. Norway's Victor Hovland was looking to work his way to the winner's circle for the first time in the big leagues, when the final round of the Puerto Rico Open got going. The PGA Tour rookie was a shot ahead of Martin Laird going into the battle. The man from Scotland was seeking his first win on the PGA Tour in seven years, but he couldn't keep up with the pace on Sunday. It's a rare top 10 finish, but the drought goes on. It was a rainy final round. The wet conditions added another element to the final showdown, with the players forced to tinker with their tactics. Josh Teeter was Hovland's biggest threat throughout the round. The 40-year-old American, who was also chasing his first PGA Tour win, played a fine round of golf. He could have taken the lead at the last with a birdie, but only just missed out. 22-year-old Hovland showed great character in the final round, not letting the pressure or the experience of his opponents get to him, recovering from his mistakes, showing maturity beyond his years. A maiden PGA Tour title was within his reach. He just needed to sink this birdie at the last to avoid a playoff with Tita. through on the PGA Tour. What a way to do it. That ball went in with some authority too. He, he got was not ball. leaving it short. Man. <laughs>
Florida is the next stop on the PGA Tour with the Honda Classic coming your way live and only on Supersport. The 2019-2020 Sunshine Tour season wrapped up on Sunday here at Serengeti Estates. The Tour Championship went down to the wire with a number of golfers taking turns to seize the initiative. Garrick Higo had started the final round one shot off the pace, but got off to a fast start with two birdies in his first three holes. He turned in three under par, and despite getting it to four under, it looked like it might not be enough. An eagle at the par 5 16th saw him grab the lead. He signed for a six under 66 to claim a one-shot triumph on 19 under par. As I said previously, I don't really like the front nine that much, so I was just happy to go, I think I was three under on the front. Um, and then I saw I was kind of I was up there, but uh, Tristan Lawrence was already 19 under through the first nine, um, so I knew I had to kind of go for it on the back nine, and I did. But I missed short putt on 13, 14, and then made bogey on 15. And I thought, oh, um, things kind of changed on 16 when I made the eagle. And uh, I don't know what Tristan did, but uh, it was nice to see my name up there on 17. So it was yeah, just overall it was a good performance. Hayden Porteous came closest to catching Higo. He signed for a final round 67 to finish up on 18 under. Tristan Lawrence finished third with 54-hole leader Oki Stradom fourth. It was Higo's second win of his maiden campaign on the Sunshine Tour. He ended the season sixth on the order of merit, comfortably claiming the Rookie of the Year title. It's going to be a nice thing to have on, the, on my CV and I'm sure there's been big names that have won that before. Um, and it was quite tight, you know, I think Volku, Volku snuck up there a little bit and then Cape Town Open helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy that I got it done. Wrapping up the order of merit was JC Ritchie. He bagged three victories in the 2019-2020 season, finishing a little under 120,000 rand ahead of second place Daniel Fantonda. This week was tough, this week was emotional and stressful from the get-go. Obviously being the seventh week in a row, it was... It was going to be hard work from the start and then Donnie getting off to a brilliant start and the start of the week just messed with my emotions even more. So, um, yeah, I'm really chuffed that the week's done. APAC MGN Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas welcomed the highly anticipated WBC Heavyweight Championship bout between title holder Deontay Wilder and the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. Two years on from their last meeting in Los Angeles that ended in a draw, both were hungry to walk out the ring with their 100% record intact. With the training and trash talk in the past, it was time to let the first do the talking inside the ring. The fight got off to an electric start with both trading heavy punches during the opening two rounds. Like the first fight, Fury managed to deal with the dangerous right hand of Wilder. The third round saw Fury land a heavy right that put Wilder on the back foot with the third well and truly belonging to the Gypsy King. Another right hand punch knocked the champion down to the canvas. Fury pounced on a visibly battered and bruised Wilder during the fifth. The 34-year-old was on the receiving end of a few more heavy blows that saw the heavyweight champion drop down to the mat for the second time in the match. Fury controlled large parts of the match with Wilder clinging on, but the result was confirmed in the seventh round. Several hard blows by Fury saw the Wilder corner throwing the towel, with Tyson Fury coming out on top to capture the WBC heavyweight title and hand Wilder his first loss in professional boxing. And it 
his name is Tyson Fury. Third seed Christian Garin and qualifier Jean-Luca Maggi were the last men standing in Brazil when the final of the Rio Open took place. Garin was the favorite for the crown, but he knew he had to be wary of Maggi, who eliminated first seed Dominic Team in the quarterfinals. The Italian was chasing his maiden ATP title. The Chilean was looking for his fourth. Both players showed their strengths in the first sets, each backing up break points. But the tiebreaker came into play with little separating the two after 12 games. Karin was too good for Maje in the breaker, winning at 7-3. Far from a one-sided final, Maje truly came to the party in the second set, asking all the right questions of Karin. But at the end, quality won the match. Karin had a little more of it. He turned up the heat in the depths of the sets, winning four games in succession to wrap up the win. Glory for the Chilean in Brazil. The ATP Tour is heading to the UAE. Catch day one of the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championships live and only on Supersports.